Hello. So this semester's chapel's um, theme is eras, and we probably need to talk about Taylor Swift, right? Drew, cue Taylor Swift. Just kidding, just kidding. Oh, stop. We listened to your wife's pregnancy story. We can listen about Taylor Swift. <laughs> right, right? Okay. I'll, I'll love, I'll love. Okay. But seriously, Taylor Swift, Eras? No, okay. So today we are going to talk about stepping outside of your comfort zone because you're in an era of learning and an era of discomfort. That's what a university experience is. You are experiencing huge growth, but a lot of it is discomfort. A lot of it is uncomfortable because you're growing academically, spiritually, emotionally. All of those things are really hard. One thing we need to know is we have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. That seems kind of like an oxymoron, doesn't it? But it's a lifelong skill that if we don't become comfortable with being uncomfortable, our world is going to get smaller and smaller and smaller, and we will close a lot of things that life is offering to us out. Did you know that learning is supposed to be uncomfortable? Learning is supposed to be uncomfortable. So don't retreat from that. Um, remember when you first learned to read? Most of us, it wasn't something that was super easy. It was uncomfortable. We had to work really hard at that in order to learn to read. The same thing we could say about maybe a, a sport, the first time that you picked up a basketball, the first time that you kicked a soccer ball, the first time you picked up a bat, was not easy, it was uncomfortable. And how did you get good at that? You had to keep practicing that skill over and over and over again. It's human nature for us to not want to do things that we're not good at. And so you have two choices. You can stop doing that, or you can push yourself into uncomfortableness and keep trying and trying at that. And that is how we are going to learn. So I'm going to tell you a story about times that I've felt very uncomfortable and wanted to quit. Um, there's a lot of stories that I could share, but in the risk of maybe sounding pretentious, I'm going to tell you my path of earning my doctorate. So when you apply to go and get your doctorate, I applied at UNL. I knew the last thing I had to do in order to earn my doctorate was to write a book. I am not a writer. I'm pretty sure I can't do that. But you make the road by walking. You don't enroll and write a book right away. You make the road by walking. So you do it one step at a time. Every step of that whole program was uncomfortable. And I was doing things I was not used to doing. Um, I had to work all day. I was kind of used to that. I had family. I had a husband and two kids used to that. But then at night, I would have to drive to Lincoln to take classes. I was tired. I was uncomfortable. And then I had to read a bunch of things really fast and still learn from it. That was uncomfortable. I had to write, and I had to write a lot, uncomfortable. I had to write about what I learned and 
submitted it to a panel of people for them to accept. That was very uncomfortable. But I had to do it one step at a time. And I know for some of you, being here is very uncomfortable. Um, I think you feel that a lot when you're a freshman. It's uncomfortable. But you make the road by walking. One step at a time will get you to your degree. Um, but I, I also want to tell you, if you are now, hey, I've been here a couple years. I've been here a couple semesters. I feel pretty comfortable then I'm going to challenge you to do something that is uncomfortable. Because if you are not doing things that make you a little bit uncomfortable every day, then we're probably not doing life right. So it may be going to talk to someone you no normally don't talk to. It might be sitting in a different spot in class. You all like to sit in the same spots, don't you? It might be taking a class that m might be a challenge for you. But I want to tell you that the best kind of learning and best kind of being uncomfortable is the learning you do outside of the classroom. And that's a pretty daring thing for me to say, right? I'm a teacher by profession. I think learning inside the classroom is really important. But here's the secret. The best kind of learning is what we learn through experiences. And so we do offer experiences for you to partake in at York University so you can become more comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, and one of those experiences our learning outside of the classroom is with study abroad. I've done all the school there is, right? Kindergarten through doctorate. But the best learning that I've learned was learning outside of the classroom. I learned more about teaching in humans standing in Auschwitz. I learned more about teaching and learning in New York City. I learned more about um, the world and God in Israel. And I never would have had those experiences if I didn't push myself to be uncomfortable and go to those places and learn from them. So uh, this past May, we had a group of students do, go on study abroad with Mrs. Lonas. They went to London, Paris, Florence, Rome. No, it sounds terrible. And they did learning outside of the classroom. And what we're going to do right now is um, what they did when they were um, traveling, because it's not just a trip, it's a journey. They journaled and reflected on what they learned about. And so a few of them are going to share a little bit about what they've learned. So first, we have Timberly. Okay, so one of my major learning experience experiences happened within 24 hours of landing in London. So I'm not sure who all has been on overnight international flights before, but it was my first time and it did not go well. Um, Mason and I did not feel great um, when we landed and had to spend the first few hours of London sleeping in our hotel rooms. Uh, when we woke up, we were both feeling a lot better, and at this point, you know, um, the rest of the group had already gone out and were exploring. They went to Abbey Road. We missed out. It was sad. But um, we were finally feeling better, and so we got in contact with Claire, our guide, and she gave us directions um, and the address to where we were going to have supper for the night so we could meet up with them. Um, and this is what she said to us. She said, you can take any bus to Kilburn Station, and you get the Jubilee Line 
from there to Green Park. Jubilee Line is the gray line on your map. You go southbound on the Jubilee Line. This is what we had to go off of. <laughs> um, so in, we had to do this in order to find them. And so we were kind of questioning it for a second, like, okay, like we're in London for the first time, never been here before, but um, we want to meet up with them and want to explore London. So we went off and we were using public transportation without Wi-Fi as two Midwestern girls that have never used public transportation before. <laughs> we luckily had no problems and ended up in the right area, but then we had to find the restaurant. So when we got out of the tube, we, we just went a direction. We were like, okay, let's just go this way and see what happens. And so we were walking down this long path and it was like next to this park and we got to the end of the road and there was like this, or we got to end of the path and there was this huge road with like flags hanging and um, there was like a group of workers doing something and we were like, what's happening? Okay, so let's just turn around. And we found out the next day that if we had just looked to our right, we would have seen Buckingham Palace. Um, so this picture up there is, um, this was us in the midst of trying to find the restaurant and we just, hold on, we just like had to stop and be like, oh my gosh, we're in London right now. <laughs> so that is this picture. We were like all of a sudden in awe of everything around us and just had to stop and appreciate that. So we finally found the restaurant without any like real problems. We got there pretty well without really having Wi-Fi. Um, and so that experience set the tone for the rest of my experience on the trip. I had a newfound confidence in myself because I did something successfully out of my comfort zone that I never expected I would do and other people didn't expect of me either. Hey guys, uh, I'm Macy and I was going to share a little bit about our portion in Rome. Um, I wanted to share about Rome because it was my least expected favorite place. I was not expecting to love Rome as much as I did, but when we got there, I just saw history come to life like I've never experienced before in my life. And all of the things that Lona's had taught me and her history classes all came to life while she was there with me, and that was amazing. And it also, like, it clicked for me um, that different cultures and different places um, value different things and like when we were learning about Rome history they valued you know being the the most powerful and in charge and and it just got me thinking like what are what are we valuing as a as a culture as a person like what am I valuing and then how am I reflecting that and what am I doing to show other people that like um, portraying what I want them to be seeing and like how will we leave how will people view us after we leave this world? Okay, I'm also talking about Rome, but I'm talking about it because it was a really special day. It was my 21st birthday, and so I'm just going to read my journal entry from that day. So I said, today was our main day in Rome, and it was also my 21st birthday. For breakfast, I had juice and a little pastry. We went to Vatican City and waited in line for an hour for the St. Peter's Basilica before caving in and meeting our reservation at the Sistine Chapel. The whole space was so beautiful and was filled with lovely artwork. Our local tour guide taught us a lot about the painting before we went in because it's pure silence in there. When we finally got there, I was looking up and t truly taking it in. 
My neck started to ache, but while we were there, a prayer was spoken in Italian, and it echoed off the walls. It was a unique type of lovely, and when we finally finished, we were able to easily hop into St. Peter's Basilica, the largest church in the whole world. A few things that really shocked me was that all the art was made out of mosaic and that the gold was real 24 karat gold. Next, we waited for Claudio, and we were taken over to the area by the Colosseum. We next scrambled for our lunch in order to eat before our local tour guide of Rome. We settled on a place that I got a tomato, lettuce, and mozzarella panini. I also had a Sprite in a glass bottle, which I tried to keep, but the Roman Forum security took it away from me. After eating, we went to the Colosseum and took pictures. Claire bought us all ice cream bars as a pick-me-up, and we met our guide, Maximo. He was full of zest in life, and he made it interesting and funny. He had us giggling back to life. We saw the outside of the Colosseum, the inside of the Roman Forum, more underground ruins, and then said goodbye to Maximo. It was crazy to think a whole world existed buried below our feet. With Claire, we went into the Pantheon and walked around it for a little bit. We learned what a great feat it was to create such a large dome in those times. Next, we broke apart for dinner, and most of the group went to dinner at one restaurant, um, but Mason, Timberly, Marin, Brooklyn, and I went to a smaller place for dinner. I had ravioli that was delicious, and they even brought out a free dessert for me. Um, next, the girls and I went to Trevi Fountain, and I made a special wish. Afterwards, we took a taxi home to the hotel, and I was so excited to go to sleep. So I wanted to talk about Paris because if you know me at all, you know that it's been like my dream to go to Paris since I was like six years old and I got to live that out. But um, I was so excited. But as we got closer and closer to Paris from London, I started to get a little uncomfortable. I know French, but definitely not fluent. And so I started to get a little nervous. You know, am I going to know what to do? Am I going to understand what people are saying? Um, so this was just a little blog post that I did after Paris. When I stepped foot in Paris, I had no clue just how amazing my experience was going to be. As a six-year-old, I dreamed of Paris. I dreamed of walking through the gardens, sitting at a cafe, drinking coffee, and going to the very tippy top of the Eiffel Tower. And spoiler alert, I lived out those dreams. The culture in this place is everything I expected and more. I love how at the end of the day, People leave all of their stress and problems from the workday behind them and just enjoy the views and the company around them. They sit down at a cafe and eat dinner while chatting with friends. Watching it all unfold is an experience like none other. Another out-of-this-world experience is seeing the sunset and all of the city lights turning on while at the top of the Eiffel Tower. The tears that flowed from my eyes while seeing the beautiful view of the whole city were huge, happy tears. To Paris, thank you for sharing your beauty with the world around you. I love you forever. Thank you for sharing. There was 15 ladies, 13, I don't remember, um, of your peers that went to study abroad last year. And they had to work really hard to figure out how to pay for it. Um, but it was worth it for them. Um, we always say in our family, like travel is the only thing that you can spend money on and not lose any value from because you always gain a lot more than what you expect from it. So. This year, we're going to go to Italy and Greece, so you too can go to, to Rome. Um, 
it is three hours worth of credit and right now there's a discount um, posted so that you can join with a hundred dollars off and um, that ends September 30th so I want to encourage you to step outside of your comfort zone be uncomfortable and figure out how you can do study abroad with us thank you